You're talking in Chinuch last week about when when's the right time to attempt to mechanech and when's the wrong time. And he said the first point is that he learns that when a, when a person doesn't have a way to fix, it's not without a break. When a person doesn't have a way to, to work on changing, so then there's no point bringing up an issue which a person can't correct. There's no point... Uh, m- making a problem which a person does not resolve. Like we said for Rabbi Yerucham, that's uh, the first principle every mashkeh has to know. And that is, of course, you can offer criticism and you can point out what's not right and you can uh, look at things in a more critical way. He says, but the aleph that every mashkeh has to know is the main thing is, I'm not gonna, the first thing is you're not going to make things worse. Because if I'm going to be critical of something or point out a problem and I don't have a good way how to fix it, so I'm just making things worse. And therefore, if I don't have the solution, like I said last time, it's better don't bring up the problem. Rather leave it the way it is. And based on that, we're going to talk about another year, so today. AA treats, uh, AA has a different sheet on that, but they say that awareness is the first and most important thing. So are they saying that that's only true if there's a solution? Yes. Otherwise, it doesn't help anything. We're not talking about a case of a person who's going to hurt himself. That's a different story. We're talking about, say, in a case of medis. So to point out someone's problem, but you don't, you don't have the way to fix it, or you don't think they're in a position to fix it, isn't achieving anything. Isn't achieving anything. And uh, I'll give you a good example of this. We gave examples last week. I'll give one or two more examples. This is very nagay. And that is, very often, uh, younger bachrim, uh, especially if they're successful, or they feel that they're doing well, there's a certain sense of gaiva. Uh, it's, a, it's a natural thing and the Mishnah already says that the confidence of youth brings a certain guy so the Mashkiach who can now notice this and he feels is, is there a reason for him to get involved and try and tell people off and try and change it the answer is unless you have a good Mahalach how are you going to do it which means you know that the person is going to accept it and it's going to work but leave it alone oh that I can see a bad mirror it's true but uh, rather leave a person with a bad middle, which is something which is not affecting them that much, rather than make a problem which is going to affect them more, and I don't have a way to fix it. In other words, if I'm going to tell someone too strong, yes, I'm going to break them. And if that's the case, then they're just going to be non-functional. So what have I gained? This way, they might have had a bad middle, but at least they were doing what they were meant to do. They were learning, they were participating, they thought they were doing well. And if I'm going to come down them too hard, so the result's going to be that I'm going to get them to do nothing. So I haven't achieved anything. I've, I've made a bigger problem. And therefore, the Yisrael always was, they don't, don't sit on a parach of chinuch unless they have a way to make things better. Unless I have a mahalach, which I think is going to work, also inside the person I'm speaking to. I think there's a way that he'll accept and there's a way I can work with him to make things better. Otherwise, leave it alone. So why when high school kids have struggles with their time, do they kick them straight out of high school? I don't think they ask for a miracle. But... Uh, the, 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 the idea, but the, the idea of of turning someone out of school, the chazanish is to say, is only a cheshbon on the case of how much is being makalkal other people. They ask the chazanish's question regularly, and he always said the only hat to throw someone out of a school is if it's hatzalus nefashus for somebody else. If it's not, there's a throw out. It's definitely helping him. It's definitely helping him. So if the idea is to help him, then it's not going to help him. If the idea is that he's giving matzal other people, then that needs a shikul. Maybe that that, that, would, that, would be, that would be the only cheshbon. Okay. Now the the point I wanted to get to is an extension of this rule, which as parents I think we all make mistakes with, because 
it's a natural human tendency to react. But as far as chinuch goes, it's not always the right thing to do. For example, sometimes, especially with younger children, you want to tell them things. And you feel that they're too wild, they're too worked up, whatever it's going to be, they're not going to listen to you. The chance of them, when you ask them to please not do what they're doing, is very slight, they're going to pay attention. And if that's the case, again, unless it's talking about something dangerous, or something they're going to hurt themselves, and that's the case, if you're looking at purely from a chemist's perspective, the best thing is, don't give an instruction which you know isn't going to be fulfilled. All you're doing is, you're, encouraging, you're training them not to listen. So if my kids are being wild and jumping up and down in their bed, now I think, is it going to help me to say, please stop jumping on the bed? If they're in a frame of mind that it's likely they might listen to me, okay, I can try. If I can think it's, it's very unlikely, it's going to work. And they're too wild, there's too much of an atmosphere of carers. Uh, I'm going to say, please don't jump on the bed, they're just going to ignore me. So then, as a good mechanic, I'm not going to tell them that, because what's the point of training them not to listen? And therefore, the weighing up before I give an instruction is, how likely is it that I'm going to get cooperation is is a... Uh, important to am I training them to listen to me or am I training them to disobey me and telling the kids to do things when you know the kid's not going to do it is basically just reinforcing his middle sakshanas making him more stubborn more, making him more like, less likely to listen to you now if that doesn't mean I have to sacrifice the bed right? if I don't want them jumping on the bed and I don't think it's going to listen so then I go to the other option is just take them away but to give an instruction which means you're training them to listen to do something to respond to you to react to what you told them and they're not going to listen, is, not, is anti-chinuch. I'm just training in the wrong direction. If I don't want them to be there, then I'll just pick them up and take them off the bed. It's, it's not giving them the option of choosing to listen or not to listen. That, that, that's not a chinuch point. Whereas, when I'm, giving, when I'm talking to a child and I'm expecting him to listen to me, then I have to think, firstly, how likely is it going to be that he's going to listen? And if that's the case, I would, it's, it's kadai before when issues orders or warnings or instructions or whatever it's going to be, to think first, what am I gaining by saying this? What am I going to say? Is there a good chance that I'm going to get cooperation or it's going to work? And if that's the case, fine. I'm reinforcing a certain good point that I want to enforce. Or is it more likely I'm going to get ignored? Or I'm, it's going to, I'm going to get an answer that's going to backfire. And if that's the case, then I'm better off not saying anything. What am I achieving? In the case of the example of the beds, why can't somebody give an instruction? Like get off the beds. They don't listen to t- physically just take them off until, let's say, four years old. No, that's what I said. If you don't want them there, take them off. The question is, do I think it's going to work? Because if it doesn't work, then what have I trained them? What have I helped them? I've got them to not listen to me, and then so what have I achieved as chinuch? If no, I'm not going to push them off. I'll pick them up and take them off. It's reinforcing the inevitability. When I say something, it will happen. Either you will listen, or I will stop you. But I'm not going to ask it to you as a request. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to take you off the bed if you keep jumping. No, then I'll say it up front. I'll say, I'm going to, uh, if you don't stop jumping on the bed, I'm going to take you off the bed. Then it's not a request, please stop jumping on the bed. That's what I was going to ask. Is Remy saying this dafka keeps like out of discipline, or is Remy saying there's not any request that you give? The examples we've been giving is like, you know, don't misbehave, or don't do this, or don't do that. But like, what about, uh, you know, can you go get me a cup of water, right? Is that the same, uh, you know, again? Let's not mix some discipline in chinuch. We're talking about chinuch. Chinuch means training a good meter. Not stopping a person doing something like I want him not to do it. We're training a good meter. And the good meter I'm trying to train him to is to listen to me or whatever good meter I want him to train him to do. So then the question of the training is, is this a situation where he's going to listen? You're training them to, you know, respect their parents. 
okay, so then look for the times where it's likely he's going to listen to me. And then that will be a good training. Whereas the time he's likely not to listen to me, I'm not helping him but by making him do it, by telling him to do something he's not going to do. But that, that, that's not training, that's anti-training. And therefore, again, if, if my focus is the chinuch, so now we'll think, I want, like in any case, chinuch means I want people to do something, it means I want them to be successful at doing it. And therefore, if I'm going to set a goal for someone to achieve, it's going to be something I know that they can achieve, and then they're going to feel good that they achieve, and we'll push them forward. To set a goal that they're not going to achieve is no point. It's, it's working against chinuch because it's making a person feel I can't achieve. And the same thing over here. If whatever middle it is I'm trying to get them to work on, so then I'm going to pick and choose the times where I think it's very likely they're going to do it, and then I can reinforce that, I can build on that, rather than pick the times where I think it's going to be very hard for them, and they're much, likely, much, much less likely to do it, and then I'm not getting anything because they won't, and they've just gone in the wrong direction. And if you think about it for a second, it's, it's not acting very different to Hashem acts with us. Because the Kodesh can also throw us challenges, which is we, it's unlikely we're going to be able to keep. But Hashem doesn't do that. He gives us an insurance where it's not so hard for us if we try to overcome. Because Bayat Mashem wants us to be Matzliach too. So to give us an insurance which is way above our level, that we're going to really have to work hard to misgabiran, and it's a good chance you want, but Derek Hashem doesn't do that. There were times like that, where the Gemara says that David That doesn't mean, the Gemara says that really David shouldn't have been Nechshan Bacheva. So why did Hashem give him such an insurance? So the Gemara gives one of two reasons. Either he asked for it or it was to teach Shavu to everybody. That doesn't mean it was impossible for David to misgabir. It was possible, otherwise he wouldn't have done anything wrong. He wasn't an Ahinus. But what it means is, it was a level of Nisayan which Hashem wouldn't have otherwise given him. Why? You couldn't have done it if you really, really tried. Maybe you could have. But Hashem doesn't have an Indian to try and give Nisayanus to people where the likelihood is they're going to fail. Hashem has the Indian to give Nisayanus to people where it's much more likely they'll be successful because it helps them grow. And that's the same thing by Abraham Avinu. Hashem gave him Nisayanus, but he staggered them. And he built them up, one at a time, and to help Abraham grow with him. He didn't hit him with the Akhedah right at the beginning. And that's you say it also here. And that's if you want to help our children grow, then, and we, again, it's not just we're thinking for ourselves, what do we need right now? So we just think, I, tell, no, I want a cup of water, so I call him, no, Yankee, get me a cup of water. Right? I'm thinking Mitzadoi, from his point of view, what's going to help him grow? So you have to think, what's going to help him grow is something which is a good chance he's going to, he's going to be Makai. It's something that's a good chance he's going to do, and then that's a step forward. Whereas if I think it's very unlikely he's going to do it, you bet him giving him an Isayan where it's a rave starting he's going to fail. And then I'm not achieving anything by doing this. And that's the starting point you want to talk about. Now, the second point which comes out of this, and that is what the mission says in Pirka Avis about anybody, definitely about the children as well. And it says that, whatever it's going to be, which means not just the circumstance, but the middle a person has, sometimes precludes them being able to think in a different way. And they're so taken up by whatever they're feeling, it's hard to think differently. Now, that applies to children even more than to adults. Because adults have a stronger das, a stronger ability to, to think, and therefore they have, can use their das more to control their midas. And therefore, adults can also get very angry or very worked up, but their child doesn't end up with going to hit the other person. Because the person has enough das to control them, so I'm not going to go and hit. A little child will hit. Why? Not because he's more angry, but because he has less das. And therefore, there's this ability to control the feeling, and he's going to act out on it. So I mean, a lot of us would also want to lie on, the, lie on the floor and scream and shout, right? And sometimes it just feels good. But so we're not going to do that because we have enough dice to know we're going to look like idiots. A little kid doesn't have that dice, so he's going to throw a tantrum on the floor. Now, but, and then the Makura there for you is, and that is, just like by an adult, to tell him to do something, Bishas Kaisa, means I want talking to your dice. And when a person's middles are too strong, it's unlikely he's going to hear you. It's not going to work. If that's the case, Kalvachim child. 
They have less control of their middos. They have less das to work with. And now when I see that there's a certain middah which is working, to try and tell them to go, you know, misgabber on your middah, for an adult it's hard. Someone will tell you when you're really angry, be misgabber on your middos. For a child, you're asking him at the impossible. And therefore, again, that's where we always make a mistake. Because you see that something happened, you see a child's really worked up and he wants to do something, say, so, calm down, don't do anything. Or stop crying, or whatever it's going to be. The chance of listening to you is very, very, very unlikely. It's command understood that he wants. So what's the point of doing that? What's the, what's the point of giving him instructions which he, you know he's not going to listen to? And therefore, the answer is either to take the proactive approach and just, if you feel he's going to get aggressive, take him out of the way until he calms down on his own, whatever it is, without giving him an instruction of what to do. Or finding the way that you're going to first deal with the matter before you deal with what you want him to do. Because otherwise, your, your, your ability to mechanic something like that is... is in other words, to, to, to say something which is going to be miscabal is, is, is unlikely, and therefore, and that's the aside, don't, don't try. Don't try. It's not, it's not helping. It's only going backwards. Okay, that's the, the second corollary to the principle. The third one. And that is something I heard from Revolta. The, the Gemara says that if a person hits his son who's really an older, a maki b'nai gadol, right, he's over on the lifnei Why? Because if he hits an older kid, he's likely to react. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to hit back his father. He might know better than doing that. But he might be mekadol his father. He might be mezal than his father. He might be something else. So you're setting up a mechshel. Or you feel you're being mechanichim. But if the reaction to the chinuch is going to be, he's going, you're going to make him do something wrong, so then it's also to do it. And that's why the Gemara says that uh, when Maraim, he saw someone hitting his oldest son, he said, should be benidri, because you, you even lift him as if you're going to cause him to do a bigger error. Revolver said the age of benay gadol has gone down a lot. The age of what's called benay gadol has gone down a lot, which means if punishing a child means the child wants to take revenge on the parents, in whatever way the child can. You make him do a big ravera. What have you gained? What have you gained? And therefore, and this is Revolver's biggest side, when it comes to punishment, it has to be very clear that the, punishment, that the child doesn't come out of the punishment harboring this resentment against his parents that when you did to me and I'm going to I hate you for it, I'm going to do something to you for it, or whatever. the child might be limited. But just the fact that, has that, that he has that feeling festering in him that I've been wronged and I've been unjustly punished and I want to get my own back means you're setting up a problem. It might erupt now and it might erupt in the future. But you've cre- you're creating a mechshel for it. You're creating a mechshel. And therefore, the, revolve to say, the only way that it's justified to give a punishment is if first the child understands why he deserves it. And that he doesn't hate the parent for giving it to him. He might not like the fact that he's being punished, but it doesn't come across that uh, I hate my father for, her, for what he did to me. He understands why the father didn't try to hurt him and why it's bad and what's necessary. And in a case like that, so then, then at least you've, so, you've, you've prevented the biggest mikshal of the punishment, which is the reaction. The reaction that you, you, you're, making, you're making him feel that he wants to take revenge. You're making him feel he wants to hit back, or he wants to be makadal, he wants to be whatever he's going to do. It doesn't make a difference. How do you do that? Now, so we're not talking about when it's necessary to punish. But when it is, so how does a person do it in a way where the... The child doesn't feel ki'ilo, that it was unfair. 
So I want to say three things. One he said before, the other two. Now the first posh one is, and this is the Mamish Dvarim Shotim, and that is, if, if you being the judge, in this case the judge for Nefashas, about deciding to punish or not to punish, if you being the judge, then you have the Dinim and Mishpat of a judge. And that is, you have to hear both sides. The fact that one child comes to tell you what the other kid just did to them, or the fact that the teacher calls up to say your kid did this in school, or whatever it is, you can't punish them until you've heard the other side of the story. That's the regular question of Mishpat. You can't judge until you've heard both sides. And therefore it's true that the one kid might come crying, or this one just hit me or threw me off the bed, or I don't know what, attacked me. Okay, and you, you, or your blood's boiling, you want to do something. The Aleph base always is, listen to the other side of the story. Because there might be another side of the story, and maybe either the other side makes, is more believable. And it's the same thing, by the, even with the teacher, who calls up to complain about your kid in the class where he did wrong, ask the kid what happens in the class. Firstly, he might be wrongly being framed. He might deny it was him. Or whatever the case is. And, uh, or maybe it wasn't exactly the way he saw the story. It doesn't make a difference. The, 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 the biggest sense of injustice that a person feels is that no one even asked me to run my side of the story. I was punished based on someone else's, on someone else's perspective. Because then from my point of view, I definitely didn't deserve it. And not even bother to listen to me to say what didn't deserve it. That's the injustice which, like, it's a, a injustice which trumps everything else. Because even if Louis would say the judge would hear both sides and then decide he's wrong, but at least he had often, you know, you heard me, you had to hear what I had to say. But to, to, to decide somebody's wrong before you even listen to them means there's, there's already going to be a sense of injustice because everybody thinks they have something to say. Everyone has their way of looking at it and what they want to say in their defense. You're not even going to give them a chance to talk. So in Merosh, they think that you're unfair. You didn't even listen to me. How can you punish me before you ever had to say? And that's true about Cheshun Meshpat. If a dying repast can listen to Allah before you heard the one side, even if the Psaq Sarat is not a Psaq. Because how can you pass on a case without hearing both sides? Now, that, 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 and for sure, like I said, in here you're deciding what to do. You're the judge. So the Aleph is, as much as it sounds difficult, because... Uh, the way you feel after you heard with one or what you just heard about with your childhood, or the person who told you the other side of the story is not someone that's easy for you to argue with, whatever the case is. But the other is you have to hear the other side of the story. You have to hear the other side of the story before I decide to do anything. That's the first point. That's, that's partial. The second point, and that's where it's negated to when you're being mechanic instead of being a policeman. The second point is, even after hearing both sides of the story, Remember, you've decided now, you've heard both sides of the argument, and you've decided, let's say, that the child's wrong. What he did was wrong. The next, now, the, the, the important point of being mechanic, rather than like I'm just saying, being the police force, is, can you explain to him why what he did was wrong? Before you punish him, can you explain to him why it was wrong? That he'll understand that he shouldn't have done it. So that it's true. I know that this person said this, uh, called you a nasty name. There was no reason to throw a stone at them. Or whatever, whatever example you want. I know your little sister colored on your coloring book. She's a baby. That doesn't mean you can, you can hit her. Or whatever, whatever the example is going to be. In other words, this next step has to be, before I say, aha, I've decided you're wrong, I'm going to punish you, is try and explain to that person or to the, in fact, that he should also understand it wasn't the right thing to do. Why? Because then again, if you're trying to mechanic somebody, if the idea of punishment is just because we are upholding the system and people have to get punished for the sake of punishing them, then there's no reason really to explain it, just punish them. But if the idea is to mechanic somebody, then you, what you want them to understand is what you did was wrong. If you're just going to say, okay, I've decided you're wrong, I'm punishing you, I, I'm missing out on that point. Because he doesn't think what he did was wrong. He thought it was justified. And if that's the case, again, he feels I'm being punished wrongly. I'm being punished for no reason. And it's an important step. Don't miss that. If I do need to punish, it has to be 
I want you first to understand why I'm punishing you. I understand why it was the wrong thing to do. And if the child doesn't understand that, then going to punish him, whatever the punishment you're going to choose is, is achieving nothing. Is achieving nothing. He feels it's just oppression. What do I mean? Punish unfairly. And therefore, the, the important stage of once you've decided that the attacker did something wrong, is how you're going to explain to them that they've done something wrong. And then remember, sometimes this needs time. Because if it's, you've separated two kids in the middle of the fight, and each one's burning mad at the other one, now is not the time to explain to him why he was in the wrong, because he's not going to accept it from you right now. Right? And therefore, in a case like that, you have to first wait. Until the, you have someone who can listen, is in calm down, in a state where you can listen, and you can explain calmly, listen, I saw what happened, I understand how you felt, but the that's the wrong thing to do. And that's the wrong thing to do. And if the child can, at that stage, appreciate that, then you've achieved the main point of what you wanted to achieve. Because then he's learned something. He, he, he can appreciate what he did was wrong. Now, if Bechol Zois is necessary to give a punishment, and I'll still talk about why that would, why that would be the case, if Bechol is necessary to give a punishment, so now, this is a stage which, again, depends on the age of the child, but uh, sometimes I do, and that if, if the objective is to uh, that it's not going to cause a certain sense of unfairness that you've treated me wrongly. Sometimes is when you get the child to realize, okay, yeah, he understands what he did was wrong. So, so what do you think the punishment should be? What do you think? What do you think that's, uh, that would be the fair thing to do or because of what you did? Now, if a child comes up with an answer, this is what I think I deserve, he's not going to blame you for it. It was his idea. And then if they're going to come to the idea, that's what I deserve. I don't deserve this for whatever, because of what I did. Okay, fine, I accept that. That's a, that's a good idea. Remember, the point of punishment isn't to dafka to punish. It's for that the child to realize whether it was wrong. So if they think that for me, this is, a, this is what I deserve that should happen to me. Okay, obviously, you're talking about a child who's being stupid and not, not, saying, like, not, not saying anything tangible. But if it's something which, okay, he feels that's the punishment, fine, I don't need more than that. I achieved what Rebecca wanted to achieve by explaining to him that he understood he was wrong. And if not, then I'm going to have to explain to him why I think this is the appropriate thing to do. I think this is the appropriate, so to speak, result. And like I said before, we spoke of Svarichos. That's punishment, that's consequence. The, the appropriate consequence of what you do, this is the right thing to do. Now, that works very well for all the tr- younger children. For all the children, it takes longer for them to... to it's, it's maybe more difficult to explain why what they did was wrong because they, they can think of better excuses or better reasons or better as far as whatever is going to be why they were right. And therefore, again, the eighth is not Bishas Nasa. Because when a person all, all, has all strong feelings about the situation, so it's unlikely he's going to listen to anything you have to say. He needs to wait. To wait till there's the right situation which is calmer. And then when that situation is there, now bring it up in a way where you can try and explain to somebody why you think they did something wrong. And now the echo point is, if they really don't understand it, if after you try to explain it in a reasonable way, in a calm setting, and they really can't understand why it was wrong, we go what you said at the beginning. It's not, you're better off dropping it. You're not achieving anything by going to the next stage of punishing him. Because he doesn't understand why. And therefore, like we said, the echo point is don't make things worse. So I have a problem. Uh, I, I have a situation where I think there's something this child's doing wrong. But he doesn't understand it. And what I'm going to do? I'm going to punish him for it. So he's just going to have tiniest of me. I punish him unfairly. So I'm not achieving anything by that. And that's the case. Maybe you have to try a different approach. Maybe if the weight is a bit more mature. Whatever the case is going to be. But uh, it's, it's not working now. And if we go back to our first rule. Don't make things worse. We said last time, I'll say again, this is Batsim, this rule comes from Chaim Velajna. In the Kenyan Torah, there's one Kenyan is Mamilara Emes, the second one is Mamilara Shalom. And in Ruach Chaim, he explains there that my point is to try and correct people. 
And then from Amida to Emes. Hashem to Emes, what he was doing wrong, and this is the Emes, so he should be doing right. But sometimes it's not going to work. He doesn't have the Emes. And that's okay, Amida to Shalom. Rather, leave him where he is and make him feel that everything is okay, then make him feel there's something wrong with him which he doesn't understand what it is. Because then I'm, okay, then I'm just breaking something. I'm not, I'm not fixing anything. And that's the same you said over here. The first look at it has to be that the, uh, that when I do come to and it's necessary to, to punish the first point is that, it's under, that the child understands why he's being punished and he understands that he deserves to be punished he, he realizes he did something wrong and that's already the Ikar Revach if I can get to that then what I'm going to choose and we'll talk about this next time what, what, what I'm going to choose as a punishment is less significant it's the main point is the, the, what, what I've brought, well, the lesson that he's come to learn what he's, what he's understood or what, what is wrong and right about the situation one last point. One last point. The value society is one exception to this. One exception to this. And that is, whenever a situation comes up, you only hear both sides of the story. So, of course, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to listen to what one person says, listen to what the other person says, see that, that you can hear both sides and before you come to the decision who's right and who's wrong. And then, if you decide that your child's wrong, then you have to just try and explain to him why he's wrong. He said the one point that a person has to be very strong to emphasize is, and as is often the case, when you're going to have a, two sides to a story, one of them is not true. Somebody's lying. Other, it's not that there's two perspectives what happens, there's an, it's hysteria. Somebody's being dishonest. So that, if you find out that in whatever case the child you're talking about was the one, your child, was the one who was dishonest, so there I've always said you have to, you have to be very strong. That you, that's not true, that's not what happened. You said this happened, I checked it up, it's not true. In other words, midas maybe a person can, okay, now's not the time. When it comes to shakir, so then shakir is wrong. And they have always point out, that's not the MS, that's not what happened. I, I, I checked up, I found out, I looked it up, I asked other people, that wasn't the case. When it comes to lying, so then why? Because changing a mid is one thing. But the fact that people think that I can make up a story, it's not a case, okay, so I can get, you know, that it's. I can say what I like. It's, there's, no, there's no accountability for what I said. That's something which has to be pointed out straight away. Yeah, I, I can hear what you said. I can understand the way you felt. I can whatever it is. You might see things from a perspective. But if it's not true, then we don't accept that. That's, that's not what happened. Let's go back to what does happen. This is what happened. And then uh, that's something to be correct, to correct, so to speak, on the, st- on the spot. We'll talk about this more next time. The shaker is something which, if you don't stop it, it gets more and more. And therefore, that's something which you said... You have to clear that. Don't tell me stories. That's not. What, that's not what happened. You can tell me how you felt. You can tell me why you felt hurt or why you decided to do that. What you did, but you can't make up stories which weren't true. We're going to say this is the MS. We're sticking to that. Those are the points we want to talk about today. Imagine next we'll go right on this. The of MS and also the of finding a consequence which is appropriate to the MS.